Welcome to another episode of Diaries of a Life Coach. My name is Larissa Dalton, and I am your host. As you know, this podcast documents my journey of building a life coaching business, where I talk about the steps I took to create my company, build my clientele. I talk about my coaching experiences, discoveries, and transformations. So I took last couple of weeks off from recording any podcasts. I've also had some scheduling conflicts, but one of the weeks I took my kids to Florida. And I must say that a lot of people also went to Florida. Um, but the weather was amazing. It was like, you know, mid, mid to high 70s. And it was just a wonderful time. So so that was great. So uh, you know that's I, where I live, right? <laughs> right. And that brings me to my guest, who also lives in Florida currently, not Floridian by, uh, not by birth, <laughs> not, not, right? Not by birth. But um, so I'd like to welcome Maxine Tolbert to my, my uh, podcast. And uh, Maxine, like I said, is a Floridian at the moment. And so, Maxine, would you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Well, hi, Lemissa. Thank you again for actually inviting me onto this podcast. I, I really appreciate it. And it's wonderful to actually spend some time with you. So thank you. But about me, okay, I'm a transplant. I'm originally from the UK, came over, um, married into the military. So that's why I'm in Florida, because there's a big Air Force presence in the North Panhandle of Florida. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I came over, oh my gosh, in 1997. Anyway, uh, from there, I rebuilt my um, career and uh, went very much into um, the business side of it. I'm accounting trained, and I then went into accounting, IT, and systems. The higher up I got into that business realm, the more soul-depleting the work became. So um, I tried different nuances of it, right? I wanted to get philanthropic, so I went into Nonprofits. I went into children ad- advocacy, um, nonprofit companies, blah 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 blah, in an effort to actually give back and, and have more meaning and fulfillment. But I found that I was just too contained in the in the contracting realm. I wasn't touching the individuals that I wanted to. Um, I wanted the personal interaction, so I stopped. Yeah. I literally stopped and pressed my own reset button to go, all right, what can I find? So on a journey of just self-discovery, I found life coaching. Yes. That's, yeah, that's one of the main reasons I call my business expectations reset. I reset my life with life coaching on really breaking down my expectations in order to reset my life and put it on a better and more fulfilling path and that's what I do as a life coach but I do it from a business mindset so although I'm not a business coach I coach business people but I I coach them on really improving their lives and resetting their perspective so I've been doing this for what a year now um, and realizing that I've done it for really all of my life but in a different context and I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. So that's real quick with me. So I've been here, what, 20, oh, 24 years as a Floridian. I'm bilingual. I speak American and English. <laughs> the cult, 
the culture is different. The words are different. I have to literally um, translate some words. It's been interesting. So, Maxine, what kind of transformation are you seeing from your clients? Oh, my gosh. I have to say, I've been so fortunate. Um, and I, it brings me to tears sometimes, so I, I do get emotional with it, because we all carry things that we don't know we're carrying. Mm-hmm. And we all have these, we call them blind spots, right? And I don't right. like that term. But we have things that we do and things that we believe that we don't see are hampering who we are. Right? They're, they're, they're really limiting us in so many ways that we don't even know. So in what I do in, in my um, coaching is take everybody back to basics. I can usually identify within the first hour of really what somebody is struggling with, and it's usually around perceptions of self because that's the only way we navigate the world. But then what I, I get them to do is li- literally regress. I know this sounds weird, but I take them back to discovering what their values are. But I mm-hmm. don't do it with just thinking about it. We go through a process of um, discovery, exercises, thoughts, coaching, to get them to distill from real-life examples emotions that they have felt, good and bad, and the values that were behind those emotions that they felt. So what value was being dishonored, unvalued, right, or what value was actually being recognized within you at that time. And through a series of that, we get down to a basic, probably five or six values that they hold near to the heart, things that they would absolutely stand by and not allow to happen, right? Because then that's their innate strength. That's where they start from those strengths. I know I wholly believe in this value big one, honesty. Then I help them look to see, are you, is that really something that sounds good? Or are you actually honoring that? I'm going to stop you right there. Um, So I'm going to share my value and I want you to share your one, like number one value. Well, not one of the five, five or six top values that you carry. Okay. So one of my values is collaboration. I find... I find it extremely satisfying to work with other people, to bring people together, uh, to create space for people to feel themselves, yet be in the group. Um, I ask a lot of questions. I I find that I learn a lot from people just by asking them questions. Um, And so like that's one value that you know, that has kind of proven over time again and again, just based on my, you know, past activities, events, things that I've been involved and engaged with, as well as this podcast. Um, I very much enjoyed just talking to, you know, to people and just, you know, their journey and and things like that. So are you able to identify one value that, that, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What's one of mine? Um, Integrity. Hmm. It's a big one. Um, being a little bit older, 
I've, I've seen many changes in um, society, but also with business. And integrity is a great, what can I say, um, pillar. Hmm. And I, I take it down to this just very basic thing. <laughs> say what you're going to do and do what you said you were going to do. You can apply that rule in every part of your life and it will bring you success. Where we go wrong, where people go wrong, is they say what they're going to do and they never do it, or they do it half of it and not the rest. They don't pull through. Or they do it completely different to how they said they were going to do it. That doesn't work with anything in a business, in a relationship or anything. So for me, the fundamental thing of being integral is to literally say who you are, how you think, what you are going to do, and live by that. And again, it's funny because I come around circle with that to, to my coaching because that's what my coaching is all about, using those values to navigate the world by and make decisions, choose your behaviors, choose your thoughts and so that they better serve you because then you're serving yourself, you're honoring yourself, you're honoring your worth. And you can actually, you project a different person. You project who you truly are. You are authentic that way. Where does that all come from? I honestly have tried to break it down. And I think it was because as a child, um, being polite, being um, honest and, and doing good was extremely important. You know, just understanding who you are and, and, and what role you have in being a Why was it important? Um, well, then the values that my parents believed in, right? They, they, um, and this is something I've learned over time, and I think it's important for everybody to do. Where do your source of some of your values and your beliefs come from? My parents were war babies, World War II. They were um, three and four years old. Then I think it finished when they were six. So they grew up without a father around fighting war, both of them. Um, they were bombed many times in air raid shelters overnight. I mean, my dad had four homes that were bombed. And they nearly yeah. lost their lives several times. So being honest and integral mm -hmm. was survival. You had to understand who you could trust. And you could only, you learned to trust by being honorable, respectful, and truthful. And you needed to know who you could trust. There mm -hmm. was no time for dancing and games, yeah. that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So it was all yeah. about being a good person because that that would make you um that helped your survival so it was very important to my parents i see it was more important to their parents and we it was bestowed on us um and that's one one of the reasons why i think it's important for people to really understand who they are mm -hmm. look at your values look at the source of those values where did they come from do they serve you how do they serve you are you honoring them in all parts of your life? What, what are you claiming as a value that you say you hold near 
but you're not living up to because you're not honoring yourself. So let's look at all of, yeah, where's the gap? Yeah. Where do you say your values are and are they showing up in all areas of your life? And if they're not, why not? So mm-hmm. that auditing thing is huge. But then we look at the beliefs that come from those core values. By looking at the source, by looking at even things like doing finish the sentence. I believe this because my oh my parents used to, blah, 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 so therefore I do fill in the blank, right? It makes people aware and more conscious of some of the beliefs that are all wrapped up in those core values. Some of those beliefs are not founded on anything useful anymore. They may have served in the past, but they don't now. Mm-hmm. So I really break it down to those basic things and unravel it mm-hmm. so that they can choose. Because as well, just the end result of all of that is that people then build their boundaries because they know their strengths, they know their values, they know mm-hmm. where the line is, right? They can also choose to adapt some of the values in ways that serve them in the environment that they're in. Audit their beliefs, rewire those if they can, that takes a while. But in doing all of that, all the expectations you have of yourself, others, life, society, government, they kind of all fall by the wayside. All of that noise starts to disappear because you realize you're not influenced by it so much. You've strengthened who you are. Now you know. You know where the boundaries are. You, you know how to actually navigate a little bit better. You know how you think and need to think or make Mm -hmm. decisions to honor you because when you yeah when you're authentic that way you can you can get rid of all of that noise yeah yeah through this discovery you basically essentially re-establish yourself self-esteem self-worth confidence your core yeah yeah and you can also see as well where the weaknesses are because we, mm-hmm. we tell ourselves lots of stories, right? We adapt stories as we go through our life. And, and this all comes from the belief systems as well. There's certain things that we we look to validate. We believe, okay, I am not good. This is a one I hear all the time, drives me nuts. I am no good at technology. Mm-hmm. Was anybody ever good at technology? I mean, a baby doesn't know. <laughs> that's 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 such a throwaway. I don't line. know. But today they're born and they know how to operate iPad. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> but, but that's my point. That's my point. Yeah. If a child of yeah. a three can sit down and, and use an iPad, don't tell me someone at sixty can't sit down and figure out what an iPad does. It's not difficult. Right? It's it's. It's fear that's holding them back. And I guess that's really what I'm doing. What's behind that belief? I'm no good at technology. Yeah. Well, it's probably you don't enjoy it. It threatens you because you know it's uncomfortable, right? Ooh. doesn't mean you can't do it. You're actually holding mm-hmm. yourself back. And when you continue to tell yourself, I'm no good at technology, and you pick up something and say, see, I told you. I told you I couldn't do this. That's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're telling yourself you can't do it. Yeah. First First thing that you saw that was difficult, told you I couldn't do it. No. So it's um, moving from that fixed mindset to a growth mindset. Does that, mm-hmm. is that a familiar saying? 
something that you've heard Abs- before. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I did. I did a post good. on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And people don't So if I if I was to outline three steps, right, when we're talking about mm-hmm. transformation, we started with values. Then um, our values create our beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, so would you say that the third step in this process is, um, you know, I want to say developing habits around it, but I feel like there's another step before that. Yeah, there really is. Um, so it's all about navigation through life, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got these values, you've got these beliefs. How are you using them as a compass to navigate through decisions that you make, behaviors mm-hmm. that you have, right? So that audit of um, your life and where your values are showing up and where they're not will identify really like that gap analysis, where mm-hmm. am I not honoring my values the most? Mm-hmm. Is it within my family? Is it at work? And, and when you can see the gap between well, this is what I, I get them to map it out. So it's not like scoring it. So say you've got six values. You look at each element of your life and I get the client to choose the elements that they believe are important in their life, right? There's eight in the wheel of life that I think mm-hmm. Jay uses, but I let them choose, right? Yeah. I will give them guidelines insofar as we might want to consider this, but draw your map. So say they pick five, right? Mm-hmm. I want no, and that. I just want to, those that are not familiar with Wheel of Life, I want to kind of briefly oh, yeah. see what it is. Yeah. So it's like a pie chart. So basically, mm-hmm. let's think of a circle. I get them to uh, consider breaking that circle into equal segments. Mm-hmm. So say they want to look at their career. Um, they, they, you know, an aspect of their life that's important to them to look at is their career, their, their money, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. they want, their business, whatever that is. So career, relationships, that's always mm-hmm. a big one. Um, family and friends, they may want to group that together or look at that separately because a lot of us do separate our family mm-hmm. and our friends. Um, they may want to look at the health, what's mm-hmm. important of their health. So we kind of break down all of the different things that um, they believe are important aspects of who they are and and what's important in their life, right? Not about everything with it, but what's the areas of life they want to look at. Then I ask them at the five or six values that you have, I want you to look at each segment. And let's say, let's look at friends because it's a lesser triggering one, (laughs) Where, how, list out for me out of your five um, core values where you can recently think of an event or something that happened where you honoured those or you were honoured for those, right? You were recognised mm-hmm. by having those values. And it's, it's a reflective exercise and literally like one sentence where you know you honoured that in there. And then we look at the next and the next and the next and the next, okay? And what that will reveal is often a client is is claiming a value, mm-hmm. they're actually not applying it. Then they're really mm. not. For instance, um, honesty. Mm-hmm. Some people love to claim that as a value, but they're not wholly honest with even who they are and how they represent themselves. 
So they, someone like that can sometimes struggle in saying, yeah, okay, well, within my group of friends, I'm kind of not honest. They don't, they don't know this about me. They don't know that about me, right? I'm, I'm putting a superficial face on. Well, mm-hmm. then are your friends, if, are they the right friends, right? Are they friends that are valuable to you? So then we'll you know, pick the area where their values are not showing up the most mm-hmm. because that's going to be the most impactful for them to look at. Mm. We start breaking it down. So you break it down by looking at, give me a for instance where you did honor that and you can talk about it. Now give me a for instance where you didn't. Now let's talk about why not. What's really behind that? Why, 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 why? And we'll go drill down until they come up with what they believe it is. Then we'll set it aside and we'll drill down the next one. And what I usually find and what actually they discover is that the root of both of them is the same thing. Now we're getting somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then we go into, well, what mindset is around that? What are the beliefs? Where did they come from? And it's liberating because one of the main transformations I see is that when you do an objective thing of auditing and going through and and really recollecting and breaking it down with honesty, you detach from the emotion that is there and you can see it objectively. And when you can see it objectively, you get those insights, you get that clarity that you need and then you can go, I didn't realize I was doing that. Mm-hmm. Why do I? Oh my gosh! Why am I allowing myself to feel like that? Mm-hmm. Or, well, yes, I'm. That friend isn't. Their behavior really hasn't been that friendly. I may have caused that because, in order to have a good friend, I need to be a good friend, right? It's it's that um conscious awareness of yes. what role am I playing in my life mm-hmm. to sabotage what I say I need. And I think that that very awareness is 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 a transformation in itself. And it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm an avid reader of lots of different things from lots of different sources. And I know one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, um, especially for coaches coming in and aspiring mm-hmm. to kind of um, figure out who, who they are so that they are coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I really strongly believe in, in this. Um, we hear a lot about getting a niche, right, how mm-hmm. important it is to have a niche mm-hmm. so you can promote yourself. And I don't disagree with that because um, in order to be able to focus your energy on um getting into the marketplace and attracting the type of uh, clients that you wish, you do need to be able to kind of um, laser beam to a certain mm-hmm. amount. When you board beam, it's just a bright light and it's amongst yeah. any. Um, but one thing I do want to say about best advice I learned about having a niche is don't look externally for it. Look mm. internally. So I, I did two things. I learned to do two things. First of all, I was asked, what can you talk about for 10 or 15 minutes with no notes, no prompt, passionately and bring value? What can you talk about for 10 minutes? 
that's kind of tough, right? Because mm-hmm. you have, God, what can I talk about? What do yeah. I know, right? Because all of a sudden you're like, well, what topic? Oh, my God, I'm going to go. Now you're in your head. You're not in your heart. So the next question after that, I would then say, what have you suffered by in your life that you resolved yourself and you now could mentor somebody on or you could you feel that you learned such a valuable life lesson on your own or however you did it because mm-hmm. I bet you can talk to that for 10 minutes right so if you then look at that in your life and you follow the pain points of your own life and what you had to do to overcome those now consider making that part of your niche yeah. Make that your niche. Yeah, I like that. If uh, anybody wants to work with you, Maxine, what is the best way to connect with you? Well, I'm actually about to launch my website. Yay. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's um, expectations-reset.com. Mm-hmm. And you can contact me at maxine at expectations-reset.com. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Maxine Tolbert, look that up. Um, I'm probably, let's see, what have else to get hold of me? That's probably the best way is, um, you know, I'm not going to put my telephone number out there, but it's on my website if anybody wants to see that. And I'm happy to, I, I like to always do what I call an introduction call. If anybody's interested in working with me, and that's complimentary, just so we get to know each other and see what your needs are and set the expectations, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, uh, reach out, look for me on website. You'll see me on Facebook. You'll see me on LinkedIn a lot because that's where a lot of the professional people that I've, I've built over my 35 years of industry all hang out. And, um, yeah, I, I would love to hear from you. Yeah. Thank you. Excellent. And I will add your contact information in the podcast notes. Uh, but maybe next time, Maxine, we can talk about the stimulus package. Maybe you can help us understand it a little bit better. <laughs> if we're looking at- <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Um, it was lovely chatting with you today. Um, I know that if you're a coach seeking to find your niche, Maxine would be a great resource for you. Um, also about transformation. I think you, you've kind of um, unpacked that pretty pretty well. I think if somebody's seeking transformation, you know you can start with your values, move on to your beliefs, identify gaps in your, uh, in your own analysis, you know, and then create mm-hmm. habits around where you want to go, around the goals that you want to reach. So um, I think that's very helpful advice as well. So thank you so much. And thank you all for joining us today. And I hope to see you next time. Have any questions about today's episode? Just head over to my website, larissadalton.com forward slash contact dash info and send in your request or simply email me at larissadalton10 at gmail.com. You can find my podcasts wherever podcasts are found. If you would like me to cover a specific topic, also submit that request via website or my email. Connect with me on Instagram at Larissa underscore Dalton or book a complimentary session with me at larissadalton.com forward slash coaching. Thank you again for joining me today and I hope to see you next time.